You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you once again for the opportunity of fellowship. It's a privilege and we do not take it for granted. We pray that your word comes with light, with power. There's clarity of thought, of understanding, of purpose, and of expression. Pray in the name of Jesus that there shall be no contradictions, no errors, both in judgment and in word. The word shall be presented accurately and precisely in the knowledge of Christ. Therefore, we shall be edified because you are glorified. We shall bear fruit alongside the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Take your seats and welcome the next person close to you. Welcome them well. Welcome them well. Yes. Excellent. All right. All right. Great. So we are on part two of words and access. Words and access. And we started off last week by opening up the understanding that God created words for a purpose. God created words for a purpose. And we saw that clearly in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. So right from the beginning, we saw a situation, a circumstance that is not of God. It actually speaks to the redemption, the, the sin of man that would bring, bring forth God's redemption. Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. All right, so God actually sees a relationship between the heavens and what? The earth. So you cannot say God is in heaven. Because the heavens and the earth were created what? At the same time. So God cannot be in heaven and create heaven. <laughs> so God cannot be in heaven and create what? Heaven. Is that very clear? All right? So 
there is a relationship between heaven and what? Heaven represents God's nature, God's blueprint, God's character. And God had an expectation that the earth will be like heaven. Praise God. Is that very clear? The earth will be like what? Heaven. So that's God's agenda. That man and everything he does on the earth will be like how God is and how God does things. Praise God. So we will see the reflection of God on earth. So Genesis 2, which speaks to, and darkness was upon the face of what? The deep. There was void and there was what? Chaos. is speaking to the sin of man, the fall of man. But then we saw that in the midst of all of that, the spirit of God was moving or hovering over the face of what? The waters. Okay? The waters there represents the stormy situation. But God will not give up on man. God will come through for man. God's spirit will come and save man, dwell in man. Is that very clear? Good. And so we saw clearly that God in bringing forth his salvation and redemption spoke. So God speaks. To create. So words were created to create like God will do. So God has an expectation of you to speak. But he actually showed us the pattern to speak. That when you speak, your speaking must create God's goodness. It must solve a problem. We should not speak to create problems. We speak rather to solve problems. And I showed us clearly that you can be speaking positively and not be speaking God's word. That's why we have motivational speech. And we have God's word. Because if the world tells us what is good. Then we actually don't have the standard for good. Because there are things that the world system will say is good. But God says it is not good. So for example, if today a man and a man wants to marry in certain parts of the world, it's been instituted that it is what? It is what? It's good. So if somebody is 
speaking to this, they will say that he is speaking well. Are you here with me? So, what it means is that, then that is what God wants done. But if that is not what God wants done, then before God, it is evil. So I also make us, made us understand what the darkness meant. And I said that the darkness on the face of the deep did not just mean what you call evil. It means something that is out of God's order. So God spoke to call it back to what? Order. Is that very clear? God spoke. So God saw darkness and spoke light. So the darkness means that man was out of order. The earth was out of order. So now God spoke the earth back into order. How he intended it to what? Be. Is that very clear? So when we are speaking, we speak God's word, which is also God's will. God's blessing is not in any other thing but God's will. So you can be speaking positively and not speaking God's will. Alright? So I taught us also about how Adam was trained by God. And how God asked him to name all the animals and Adam would name them just like God willed. So you can see that he was taught and trained how to speak. And he spoke well. But along the line, you can see how man's talk began to change. In Genesis 3, Genesis 3, Verse 1 says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said, you must be very, very um, focused on the theme we are speaking about. So when you hear say, you hear said, we're talking about words. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? All right. So, and he said to the woman, has God indeed said, so can you see that 
each one of them are using what? Words. Is that very clear? The devil who was actually um, um, typified with their serpent, as a serpent, spoke. Eve also what? Spoke. And the serpent quoted what God also what? Spoke. Is that very clear? So you can see that every activity in the world is run by words. Every activity in the world is run by what? Words. When you go to court, what do they use to judge you? Your words. Your words. Your words. Hmm. So the woman said to the serpent. So the woman replied with words. You may, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the tree, of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said. So the woman also quoted who? God's word. Is that very clear? She said, God has said. Now, we're going to see whether she said what God said. That's where the problem is. Ask the next person, are you saying what God said? Please, please kindly speak to them like you meant what you just said. Now watch this. Now watch this. I'm coming to the very core of my message from now. Now, God spoke from the beginning. And the moment he spoke, he moved the earth from darkness to light. Clear? Is that very clear? I showed you examples of how God spoke. The waters. Divided the waters. Spoke. And every kind of herb. Hmm? Is that very clear? Came out. He spoke and spoke. And each time he spoke, what he said gave access to something. Each time. So, he spoke and we saw light. There was access to light. When Adam spoke, names were given to the animals. So, there was access for the names of animals to be released till today. Is that very clear? Are you understanding it at all? Okay. 
So when the devil also spoke, it means he had a desire behind the word to give a certain access. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Because he knows that words gives what? Access. So before, <laughs> we'll come to all of that. That's why Jesus will say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus is saying, out of the abandoned desires in the heart, what is a desire? You are actually desiring a certain access. If it is access to job, access to a place, access, because the world is full of variety of accesses. You are at every point in time accessing something. All of us. <laughs> Whatever you are doing is to create a certain access. True or false? All of us. And so, with our words, we create what? Access. So, when the devil spoke, he had something. And gave a certain And Eve responded to it. That's the dangerous part. If Eve spoke what God spoke, it would have changed what she would access. That would have shut the door for the devil. That would have shut the door. <laughs> that would have shut the door. I told us that by the end of this series, you will never speak carelessly. And you will speak like how God speaks. Watch this. 
Look at Eve. She says, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Go to Genesis 2. Look at 16 and 17. Let's check whether that is what God said. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Let's all read, go. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm, you shall not what? Eat. Is that very clear? Did you see that God said they shouldn't touch it? Did you see that there? That's why, listen very carefully. That's why even as a pastor, explain what God has said in his word. You don't add your own ideas. The moment you do that, you are like Eve. You are opening yourself up to the enemy. This is the reason why we have actually learned a lot of things over several generations that we have to now unlearn in the body of Christ. Because they are things that God had never what? Said. God never said they shouldn't touch it. Because God knows that so far as they are in the garden, they will touch it. But he said they shouldn't eat it. So Eve was actually saying like this. Like a believer in the world. You don't touch the ground. Are you getting the point? You see how some Christians behave. Why are you not working? We are going to heaven. Ah. We will eat. Oh. So we have to work. Oh no, I'm going to heaven. So I won't work. That is Eve. Don't touch it. <laughs> ah, are you here with me? That's Eve. Actually, that is what has created extremists.
You know how some of you become believers? And all of a sudden, no sinner comes around you. Hey, including your parents. All of a sudden, they are sinner. Oh, why? Don't touch this. Who wrote that song? Don't touch this. Bobby Brown, don't touch this. So, so the believer. So, for that person, God said everything they touch contaminates them. There are people who have actually touched things, and they say that because they touched it, they have to wash themselves. Otherwise, spiritually, they have been contaminated. And they go down to the seashore and they are bathed to take away the contamination. You are laughing as if some of you have gone through that experience. You've been bathed. Onupanoda. Grown up like you. Now somebody is bathing you to remove uh, spiritual pollution. Yes. You buy your own soap. Buy your own what? Sponge. Pay for it and then they use it to bath you. Because you don't know the word of God just like Eve. And in the end, you take things and receive things, access. Hey, are you here with me? Access. You access things that rather destroy your life. Because you don't know God's word. Is that same person who, when the doctor tells them, oh, sister, um, when we checked the lab report, you are sick of this very disease. Me, I'm not sick. Sister, why? My, by faith. Really? You are mad. <laughs> so, is that what God said? God said, the moment he saw the darkness, he said, no darkness. No darkness. No darkness. I see light. Darkness. Watch it. He said, let there be what? Light. It is because of the darkness. That's why he said, let there be light. He did not deny the darkness. It is because I am sick. That is why I will be healed. If I say I am not sick, why am I asking for healing? 
Are you here with me at all? No, are you here with me at all? So you see, most of us use that don't touch it approach. And we call it positive speaking. That's not how God speaks. God sees the situation. Are you getting the point? Acknowledges that there is a problem. But then he speaks against it. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? So, you must first acknowledge that you are a sinner. Before you are saved. Hey, are you here with me? So, if I want to preach the gospel to you, I'll preach the good news to you because you are a sinner. That needs to be what? Saved. When you have to receive the gospel, you have to acknowledge first that you are what? If you cannot acknowledge that, you can receive salvation. So if you meet somebody who says, me, Jesus died for me, what have I done? <laughs> what did I do? Me, I've not done anything. I've never done anything before. And for the person, maybe they are doing positive word, speaking. They can never be saved. They themselves moved out of the access for salvation. So listen, your words gives you the opportunity for access. So choose your words. But you must know God's word so that you speak God's word and get God's results. You must know God's word so you speak God's word and get God's results. Because I told you, the spirit of God that was hovering over the waters was waiting to perform the word of God. So you can only see the spirit performing results for you when you speak God's word. So man's talk, speech, changed because man compromised their speech. We make statements like they are statements. All things are possible. Nothing is impossible. What God cannot do does not exist. Listen very carefully. 
All things are possible. Nothing is impossible. They are in the Bible. Hello? They are in the Bible. They are in the Bible. Yes. They are in the Bible. So that, so that, do not touch your feet. It's also in the Bible. But you must place the word in the right context. Did you hear that? You must place God's word in the what? Right context. So there are certain words in the Bible that cannot stand alone. You all know, if you're a student of the Bible, you've been here for a long time, you know that the Bible was not written in verses. How many of you know that? The Bible was not written in what? In verses. Yes, the Bible was not written in verses. So please know that. Everybody know that. The Bible was not written without commas and full stops. It just goes like that. And if you are reading, you are reading. So if you're reading the letter of Ezekiel, the moment you start, you are reading through like that. Translators made it in chapters and verses just to give easy reading. So if Mary said, the angel said, with God, nothing is impossible, find the context. Nothing is impossible with regards to God sending his son. Is God going to send another son? So if you say nothing is impossible in that context, you are now contradicting God's word. As if God would bring another Jesus. Because it was said within that word, context. Is that very clear? I've taught you. It is the context that defines the meaning of a phrase or a word. I used, for example, I can say cup of tea. If I say cup of tea, and I'm going to use them in a sentence. I said, it's your own cup of tea. What did I just say? Eh? It's your own what? Problem. Is that very clear? If I also say, fetch me a cup of tea. What did I just say? Eh? So you start going to boil water. Put a tea leaf inside. And then bring me a cup of what? Tea. So, the same phrase, but they don't mean what? The same thing. It is the context that determines what it means. Am I making sense? So, if you are saying nothing is impossible... 
and it is a standalone. What are you saying? So now, if I'm sharing a testimony, and what God did blew my mind, is that very clear? Maybe I am 70 years old, and I was able to produce a baby. Scientists say that menopause will stop me from doing that, Claire. Especially if you're a woman. Is that very clear? Yeah. So it's, it's like it's not possible. And then it is done. And I'm saying, oof, with God, nothing is impossible. I am saying nothing is impossible within a certain world. But I cannot make it a cliche and generalize it that with God, nothing is what? Impossible. I am making God a liar because God will not turn a man into a woman. Hey, are you here with me? God will not lie. If I say we got nothing impossible, God can lie. Ah, am I speaking to you? What God cannot do does not exist. And I just say it, Trala. I, I, so I make it, and, and so sometimes we say these things. And people build their faith around it. And they are looking for something that is not in the character of God. And they use it. And they get disappointed and say, God did not do it for them. speaking to you. So watch. If God's word must be found in God's will, which is God's character, then God's spirit can now produce result with that word. Then if I speak what is not in God's character, the access will be to nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. And it is the reason why most of the times we say we are speaking God's word, but nothing what happens. Because most probably what we are saying is not God's word. We think our tradition 
is God's word. Yeah. It's God's word. Are you sure you're understanding me at all? Are you very sure? When you speak God's word, it creates God's access. If it is not God's word, it will lead to nowhere. It will lead you to nowhere. Okay. Watch, for example, I am praying for my daughter. Who will be writing her BC exams from tomorrow? And then I, I pray for her, say, I pray for you. May you receive divine wisdom. Receive divine wisdom. Receive divine wisdom. And then I quote We have the mind of Christ. Bible said we have the mind of Christ. Receive divine wisdom. You have the mind of Christ. Who told you physics and biology is the mind of Christ? <laughs> Who told you that? Because, have you, listen, what truly is the mind of Christ is actually opposite the mind of the physician and the scientist. <laughs> so I actually prayed for her to go and fail. <laughs> because everything she will write in the mind of Christ, the physics teacher will say, hey, is that what I taught you? So I would rather pray for her that the Holy Spirit will help her to remind the things that the teacher has taught her. What she needs in the exam is the mind of the teacher. Words and access. Words and access. So the point is, what was Eve asking for? <laughs> That's why the devil used that loophole to give her an access that she may not be looking for. If you read Genesis 2.9, you will see something. Look at Genesis 2 9. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow. That is what? That is what? That is what? Pleasant to the sight. And what? 
good for food. Are you hearing me? Okay. Pleasant to good for okay, next. The tree of so here the tree of life the representation of it is every tree that grows that is pleasant to the sight and good for what? Is that very clear? Okay. Go. And the tree of the knowledge of good and how did we know that the tree of life is a representation of the tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food? If we go to 1617, they were told not to eat the tree of knowledge of good and what? Evil. And that they what? Die. Is that very clear? Is that very clear now? Okay. Now look. After the devil had spoken to Eve, go to Genesis 3. I think verse 3. And look at something. You'll be sure. Go to the four. Yes. Go, go, hurry up. Then the serpent said to the woman, hmm? Did you see that? You will not surely what? So now, now the serpent has come clean. He's speaking opposite what God said. But he didn't start like that. He questioned what God said first. And then the moment he fought him, he now took advantage and said, hey, what he's telling you, is it possible? How is it possible? He's just lying to you. Are you here with me? Then he said, what God said is a lie. So he says, God is lying. Look at five. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. Then the serpent said to the woman, go. You will not surely die. Everybody go. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing. Okay. Next. So when the woman watch, watch, watch. Can you see she now has a new access? In Genesis 2, it was <laughs> the tree of life that was pleasant to the eyes and good for food. Now, in Genesis 3, change of perspective. Now, it is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because the enemy changed it. The moment the enemy said, you will not die. It changed her perspective. The lie became true. And the truth became lie. The truth became lie.
wait. Before you think too far. That is why what the schools teach you. They tell you what God tells you is a lie. What the world teaches you, they tell you what God tells you is foolish. Can you now understand what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2? That the foolish things of this world, hmm, the wisdom of God is wiser. Because the world sees God's wisdom as foolish. And God knows that the wisdom of the world is what? Foolish. That's why God told them, watch. He said they should not eat. He never said they should not touch. The word eat there represents belief. They should not consume any other word than his word. His word is his wisdom. His word is his character. His word is his will. So they should take his word. Why? He's the tree of life. His word is life. Is that very clear? In other words, every other word gives you access to death. It is the word of God that gives you access to life. If you can have a primary objective in life, know what God said. Know what God is saying now. Your life will be simple. <laughs> Praise God. Know what God is saying what? Know what God has said in his word. If you know what God has said in his word, and you can divide the word the way you have to divide it, and interpret the word the way it has to be interpreted, it will help you to know what God is saying now. Because God never contradicts himself. What the world teaches you are ideas and concepts of men. And can't you see how they keep changing them? But the word of God stands sure. If somebody teaches you something, he says, oh, God said that some years ago. But now God is saying another thing. Ask him which God is talking about. Because that same person, when you ask him, does God change? You say no. He's unchanging, the unchanging changer.
So most of the things we teach about, I t- always tell you, if you're not careful, you think that, oh, we are teaching new things. <laughs> they are not new things. They are wrong things that we have learned, that we are correcting. But they are not new. If they are new, then we are lying. Because God has not changed. Oh, are you understanding me? I just gave you an example, didn't I? Praying for my daughter. How many of you have been prayed for your, your, your brothers, your sisters, asking for divine wisdom? You've done it for several years. It is because it's not correct. So we are correcting it. It doesn't mean that I am teaching you a new thing. So there are a lot of things we have said and practiced for long that are wrong. That we are trying to correct by the word of God. But they are not new. The word of God is the same. It does not change. Just like God's nature, God doesn't change. Listen, if there's one thing there's one thing. Desire God's word. How many tapes, audios have you listened to this week? Watch this. I'm, 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 I'm serious. Before I move into the whole thing, I want you to desire because it is the only way you can speak well. We're going to get into this. Do you understand the meaning of blessing? Do you understand? When you say blessing, do you understand the the meaning of blessing? The meaning of blessing is to speak well. We use the word to eulogize. Speaking well, that's blessing. When we come to church, we say, everybody left, bless God. If blessing is what you think it is, how can we bless God? But what we are telling you to do is to speak well of who? Of God. That's blessing. (laughs) When they say, and God blessed Adam and Eve, what did he say? Be fruitful. What are, is that not words? God started speaking well of them. Be fruitful. Multiply. That's blessing. So, the, listen to me. What the DNA you carried from God, the blessing is to speak like him. You speak well, like God speaks well. It's the DNA of every believer. I'll give you evidences in scripture. It is the first blessing. How did I know that? Jesus, how did he become born again? You you spoke. What did you speak? 
tell me the words you spoke. You receive Christ as your Lord. And then what happened? How did you receive? The Spirit moved into your spirit because you spoke God. That's how you became born again within a microsecond. Why? You, why which character did you speak? God. So, whose character is in you? Now, if God recreated you by these words... When you are preaching the gospel, you also speak to others and they are born again. By those same words, true or false. So in the salvation you have received, you continue speaking like that to create things. And in this journey of faith, you still continue speaking the same way. Everything you have to create, you speak Christ. Who is Christ? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Without the word was nothing made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Are you hearing me? Who is Jesus? He's the way. The truth and the life is the access. How? 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 By the truth. And anybody that lives in his truth lives the life. He is the access via the truth. He's the truth. And he's the life. So anybody that understands this, they walk in the truth. Is that very clear? They speak the truth. They access the truth. And they begin to live the life of the truth. Say, it's my DNA. DNA. I speak well. I speak speak like God. God. And I get God results. How have you been speaking? Some of us, when we speak, we don't see the difference. You leave your DNA and you go to speak like an unbeliever. It is the reason why we are getting the results. 
every time you speak, you are creating. So what world are you creating around yourself? What world? I am finished. Me, I'm done. Hey, me woo. And you know, some of us, our jokes, our jokes. The kinds of even comedy we watch. Yeah. You watch a comedy, somebody playing with tongues. And you start laughing. Do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're doing? Well, you can't mock God. He said God cannot be mocked. So, as for God, you're not mocking God. You are actually diminishing your own power to receive what tongues giving gives the believer. That is what the comedy helped you do. <laughs> and then tomorrow you come and you are praying in tongues. You killed your own faith in tongue speaking. So what do you think you are doing? It's time you take your joke seriously. You take it. You see, you watch a film and they are trying to act and they are mocking supernatural healing. Yes. And then here you are with a very deadly disease. And then you are saying you want supernatural healing. How can you exercise faith? When all you've been watching mocks it and makes comedy of it. There are things you don't entertain, no. You don't. You don't. You don't. It destroys your own faith in all the things that God has made available for you by words. When the devil spoke, he didn't announce himself. I am the devil. I have come from under the sea. When you hear my words, 
this is what it will do to you. Is the words that will show you the person. Is the words. I tell people every day. <laughs> when you are talking to me, I listen to you. Yeah. When you are talking, I listen to you. I'm listening to you. You are not getting it. I'm listening to who is talking. Because behind your talk, I will know whether it's you or somebody is influencing your thought. True. So I'm able to catch it. Sometimes I'm, I speak to some of you and you are prophesying to me or you are giving me direction by Christ and you don't even know. But I pick it because I am listening well. Yeah. I'm listening. So I'm able to know, oh, this is from the spirit. This one Monichu Leda. <laughs> you must know. Yes, I said you must know. So when people are talking, listen carefully. Do you know that is the reason why most, most, most people, you get angry easily. I normally tell money, I tell money, every time, allow people to explain themselves. Because normally we think that when people explain themselves, they will lie to you. It's because you are not listening well. When you listen well, you will hear the lie or the truth behind their words. In their words, ask them questions. Ah, When you go to court, did they make you do any other thing but words? You know, be words. And by words, they just go no say they lie. Or they talk true. What? What? Listen with your spirit. Allow people to talk. Allow people to defend themselves. Words open up gates. Open up gates. You think you are learned. You come and sit down. You are going for an interview. You said, oh, this is the job. And then you come and you start quoting. And then he's quoting Isaiah, quoting Jeremiah, quoting. And they're looking at you. Well, I'm sorry, this is not Jeremiah here. <laughs> Isaiah here. That, that's not it. I said, you see, these people, they don't like me. No. The words did not give you access. You took the wrong words at the right time.
Hey, are you hearing me at all? Let me give you one example and we'll close with this. On the mount, Matthew 4. Matthew chapter 4. When Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. After he was done, the devil came. Please, the devil didn't come with horns. I'm sorry. Talking about thoughts. Thoughts. Say thoughts. So he started speaking to his word, his thoughts. And then he quoted, he quoted scripture. He was speaking to God, just like he did in Genesis. If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Watch this. What he said, turn these stones to bread, the scripture. Eh? If you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, God sent me and God called me. This is my beloved son in whom and now you are telling me if you are. So if I don't know myself, then I will take your instruction to prove myself. <laughs> so Jesus said, hey, brother, hey, brother, man. I am not suffering from identity crisis. Christians who suffer from identity crisis always want to prove the devil wrong. Who is not a member of the family? And he's not the one who is your judge. I don't prove myself to you. I don't prove myself to you. I don't prove myself to you. When, listen, your focus is on pleasing God, you will speak well every time. <laughs> If you always want to prove yourself, you end up speaking like the devil. I'll take you back to Genesis. What happened on the mount? And what happened in Genesis? Was it the same? Eve in the end, try to prove themselves. So the devil also gave them the dose. You will be like God. 
<laughs> You'll be like God if you eat it. God doesn't want you to be like me. You know, they are already made. God's intention is that they will live in what? His image and what? Have you learned something today? Say, I speak well. I am not in confusion. I know who I am. I am in Christ. The blessedness of Christ gives me the ability to speak like Christ. As I study God's word, I exercise myself in my nature and I speak well when I speak I am blessed and I bless others lift up your voice and begin to pray grace glorious grace at the cross you called it Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.